come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the world's offer of hope according to the world. What does the world have to offer a Christian? Is it fame? Is it fortune? Is it success? And I think it's success that we look for when we're looking at the world. We want to be defined by the things that we accomplish, by the things that we do. So let's look at this in a very detailed way. The biblical meaning or the definition of success can be this, and we'll go with the world's definition first. A personal thing that achieves desired aims or attains prosperity. Behave according to socially acceptable conventions or standards means we conform. So in essence, what we're saying to be successful according to the world, we have to conform to the world's standards. What does the Bible have to say about success and conforming? Proverbs 16, 1 through 3 tells us, To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seems to be pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. In 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 2 to 3, it says, I'm about to go the way of all the earth, he said. So be strong, act like a man, and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and regulations, as written in the law of Moses. Do this so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go. That is the biblical definition of success. What does the world have to offer as hope? What is the world offering? The world is offering an education that will leave you deep in debt before landing that great job. I'm not advocating that you do not go to school, but understand that that is not the key to your success. That is the key to your worldly success. Also, what the world is offering is a job that you can eventually be terminated or laid off from. Yes, you need to get a job, and it is important for your own well-being and self-sustainment. But keep in mind, the job itself is not a definition of success according to God. So don't put all your morals or all your eggs in that basket. The world can offer you a fancy, fancy, nice-looking car that can eventually at some point get repossessed. So again, the world offers you this flashy, great ride. So don't be so enamored and, and glamorized by this that you, feel, that you lose focus on what is truly hope, and that is in Christ. The world also, also offers you a home that can be foreclosed on. Yes, that home could be taken away from you. So understand that you don't, you don't put everything you have in that home as a definition of your success or that is all that you hope for is these worldly possessions. And last but not least, the world offers you these clothes that will soon be out of style soon after you put them on. Yes, those expensive clothes that you crave to have, that you spend your last penny on, your last dime on, will at some point be out of style. So do not let that define you in any way at all. We'll be back right after this break. See you on the other side. No matter what they say, no matter what they do, no matter what may come, I put 
We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that short break. I want to continue this discussion on this thing called hope. And I want to draw some parallels between the world's version of hope and the biblical version of hope. Yes, you got it. The biblical and world version of hopes do not collide. They are vastly different. Our culture has lost hope in many things, and we need to reinvigorate hope in our communities and in our families and in our children. Given today's climate and what's going on, I think hope is a vital and important part of life for the success of our children and the next generation. You know, we hope for a better tomorrow. Uh, We hope to go to Disney World. We hope that our favorite team wins their championship. We hope all these things. But what about the hope in Christ that is everlasting, something that we can truly have confidence in? Yes, real confidence is required when we have hope. This parallel can be driven or can be seen like this. Hope in the Lord gives us strength. Our culture or the world teaches to have confidence in ourselves. But believers are to place their confidence in the Lord. When we hope in him, we find the confidence and strength to face any and every challenge that may come our way. Hope in the Lord teaches us to have patience, where the world encourages us to solve our own problems and rush through life to end up not knowing where we're going or what we're doing and in impossible situations and hopeless situations. And we must learn to wait patiently on the Lord. We do not need to be anxious or worried about anything. We can find peace in God's unfailing love because of the hope in Christ. Hope in the Lord brings us encouragement that things can be better despite how they look today. Despite what's going on in the streets, the protests, the, lo- the, the loss of life, the COVID stuff. You know the feeling you get when at the end of a long week, the anticipation of the weekend lifts your spirit. Yes, it does. Now think about stretching that weekend out to eternity. That is what God is offering. That is what the hope in Christ gives us. We can find encouragement and joy amidst all of these struggles that we go through every day. And we can know that we can live forever with the joy and peace in Christ. That is why we are told to anticipate his glorious return in Titus 2 and 13. It is because of Jesus we have hope both for this life, yes, this life, and for eternity. So we must help our children, our teens, and people like yourselves to know that hope in Christ is where your hope should lie. Thank you. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? Well, we started out talking about your teaching, and then we veered off into a new hate crime that is on social media. There is a video that one tabloid put out showing a black woman beating, no correction, stomping a white woman who called her the N-word. While some thought that, yeah, she deserved it, and others shook their heads, I told them that in all honesty, the video bothered me. They couldn't understand why, and I explained that the Bible tells us in Romans 12, 17, not to repay evil for evil. I told them to hear me out. I am not judging anyone because God judges all. I just know how we as Christians are supposed to live. Psalm 58, 11 tells us that surely there is a reward for the righteous. 
Surely he is God who judges in the earth. We can only hope that our hearts stay pure before God when we see such violence taking place and that we don't that we don't allow hatred to creep into our hearts, especially against other races. We must remember that God is love. They still weren't convinced, but they listened. I explained that God gave us a choice to choose every day who we will serve. So it was up to each of them on how they allowed these hate crimes to affect them when they watch it on social media, the news or what have you. Or if someone just tells them about it, it was up to them, Uh, which, of course, as you and I know, it affects our hearts at the end of the day. I told them that they had a homework assignment, which is to read Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21, which is so important to theirs and ours everyday living. It teaches us how to behave like Christians. As far as the news clips that they saw, I told them that my prayer was that both hearts are pricked to conviction and convicted to change because to call black people the N-word so easily and to stomp a person just as easily both with such hatred is not God's way. We need to pray for our enemies and fully, not halfway, but fully trust that God will handle the rest. Finding Real Hope. In summary, I can honestly testify on everyone's behalf that we all have hope in something or for something. The good news is there is hope. There is genuine hope that can bring an unspeakable joy back to refresh your life, like a peace in the midst of chaos. Hope refreshes your life and brings you lasting peace. Where does such peace come from? It can be realized by putting your trust in Jesus Christ. Jesus came to solve an unavoidable problem that every man and woman faces. It's called sin. The Bible says that because of the wrong things we do, everyone falls short of who God wants us to be, and sin separates us from the love of God. When Christ died in our place on the cross, he conquered sin and death and created a new relationship between God and us. When you allow Jesus Christ to be the head of your life, then he will bring life-giving forgiveness into your situations and bring you hope, real hope that is as precious as the air you breathe today. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.